You are listening to The Quest for 100, a discussion on everything you never knew you wanted to know. And now your hosts, Justin and Brian. Welcome back to The Quest for 100. It's a crazy good day for The Quest. I, I couldn't have told you that 24 hours ago that was the slogan for our topic today, but now I can, and it's crazy good, Justin. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, well, we'll be, the, we'll be the judge of that because it is a food episode, as you know, and uh, as our listeners know, but if you aren't aware, our food episodes are uh, full of food. And so Brian and I will be taste testing today a variety of different styles of Pop-Tarts. Yeah. Because that is the topic of the day. Yeah, Pop-Tarts. Um, We've got, yeah. what do we got, five different flavors? No, six different six. flavors. Wow. We went all yeah. out. All out. Yeah. You know, this is always the hardest part is is going to the store and figuring out what we're cutting from or what we're selecting, I guess. And really, there are so many options. It, it really does become what what am I cutting down from, you know, the 12 or so options that we're at the yeah. grocery yeah. store I went to. I, I will say that your selections were, I think, pretty good. But I immediately was finding myself, I was, I was doing research saying like, oh, I wish you would have gotten that one instead. Mm. Because it's like so, there's so many, I still think you made good choices, but there's so many varieties of pop tarts as we'll get into that you know we're probably going to disappoint some people who are diehard pop tart fans because you know they're going to say you should have gotten this one because that's the best flavor but well we'll see we do have six flavors today Brian you want to walk us through what flavors we are tasting as we move along through the episode today yeah so we've got the I guess you could kind of say original strawberry it's got no frosting on it and we'll get into the history behind pop tarts and and do a little bit of explaining from there but the strawberry with no frosting we've got a strawberry with frosting a cherry a blueberry the brown sugar cinnamon and then for kind of our more exotic or newer version we have the chocolate pretzel Sweetie, sweet, salty. Yeah. Yeah, a wild card there. Uh, I believe that's one of their new ones this year. Yeah. So I'm excited to to give it a give it a try. Uh, the ingredients seem – well, I wouldn't say the ingredients. The premise of it seemed good. I'm a, I'm a big fan of pretzels and chocolate-covered pretzels and yeah. also like yeah. cinnamon-y stuff. So I'm yeah. excited. Yeah. Yeah. The the other wrinkle that we're doing is that we are going to be heating up uh, half of our Pop-Tart and then eating, you know, one half toasted and one half untoasted because that's a big debate. That's a big debate with people as to whether you heat them up. You know, I was actually seeing on the box that there's even a freezer recommendation, which I'd never even heard of before. Yes, yes. And if I would have thought this through more, and we do have this as a part of the debate later on, I've added that in. But I, uh, unfortunately, we did not freeze any of these, but we, we could have tried one that 
that was. So that'll be our our um, after pod homework to to taste test that. Especially because it's it's I mean eighty degrees. It was ninety degrees yesterday. It, it's it's pretty yeah. toasty in no pun intended toasty in yeah. Seattle right now. Yes. Yeah. So the freezer ones would be would be welcome. Well, I don't know about you. I am I'm a, a little hungry now. Um, but be, before we kind of get into all this, you know, and if you're new to this, the podcast, welcome in. You know, we've already rambled a little bit, but we we are a once a week podcast. You know, we'll bring a little bit of news. We'll do uh, some drop in knowledge, which is a little bit of stats and and history, and then we'll do some some friendship tests, debates. And then some fun questions at the end uh, that will get us thinking a little while. But before we get into all of that, Brian, I want to know, and before we even start eating, what is your background with Pop-Tarts? What's your, uh, what's on Barry this lead? Yeah, I, I did used to consume some Pop-Tarts when I was younger. It was kind of my go-to meal if I if I had to fix my own breakfast or, or uh, really meal in general. It was kind of my go-to. Uh, I was never a big like frozen Eggo waffle or or any of those other. Really, even I would say it's it was probably more common for me to eat a pop tart than it was even cereal. Now that I really think about it, mm-hmm. so you know, and and, and I don't want to spoil you know what we have later with our friendship test. So I'll, I'll get into my favorites, but. Pop-Tarts were a, a, a pretty big go-to for me. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me, uh, you know, it's been it's been years since I've honestly had a Pop-Tart. Probably 10 years since I've had one at least. And But when I was younger and, you know, in my middle school, high school days, I remember there was, you know, they were, they were around. They were, you know, they would rotate in with toaster strudels and egos and you know some of the quick quick stuff you get at the store that are you know you don't have to prep my mom was a pretty much a a single mom and so like the time to make breakfast was never a thing so you just kind of if you wanted to eat you'd just eat something quick and and uh pop tarts were in the rotation but but yeah so i but it's been many years since i've had them i'm interested i'm skeptical i'm yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes, I guess. All right. Well, let's uh, jump into some Pop Tart news. You're a newsman. I ever tell you otherwise, you punch me in the face. All right, Justin. Well, my news really isn't actually news. Uh, it it is more <laughs> the reason why we are doing this podcast. And I mentioned this a few weeks back that that listener Thomas had had sent a comment in about some. Uh, pop tarts that were cream corn and there was a photo that he found and it made him think of the show and and your love for cream corn during thanksgiving episode and they're not real this was actually from about 10 years ago these there was kind of a spoof 10 years ago that uh, came out that uh, had some i think there was a hidden valley ranch pop tart and yeah. a few other um you know kind of brand mashups with pop tarts that weren't real but that it that, is oh sorry go ahead that that's really why we are on this topic 
other than we love food episodes and and it's yeah. kind of a it, pop tarts is kind of a f- I would say a food that is a fad is kind of the best way to describe it like it it's yeah, a it's sure. a it's a niche market yeah and you know and I think and maybe maybe almost like cereals to some degree maybe even more so than cereal it's one of those foods that as you get older and you become an adult, you eat less of pretty much. And so you kind of forget about, they're not a part of your daily life. Then, you know, maybe when you have kids again, you're looking for that quick and easy thing, then it comes into play again. But I mean, I just feel like it's just, I haven't even thought about pop tarts in 10, 15 years. So it's, it's it's, got uh, some nostalgia for, I think both of us. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, and as it relates to our listener and, and one of our guests on the show, you know, the one, first off, acknowledging that cream corn is awesome. So thank you for that. But two is that I'm actually kind of shocked that Pop-Tarts have not really ventured into the savory world uh, that much. And maybe you saw something in your research, but it's, I think, pretty much all sweet to some some degree. And maybe there's little elements of savory. Whereas some of these other brands like Toaster Strudel and some others have, have ventured into that. So, well, I guess you got the I've, pretzels, pretzel with the, yeah, the but it's salted. still sweet. It's still yeah. focused around chocolate or cinnamon or whatever, maybe. So you can have pastries. I mean, this is what they are, right? They're pastries at, or a variation of a pastry yet pastries you can get savory stuff in them so it's it's interesting that they've stayed to the sugar side of things and we'll get into some of that in my stats but but yeah i i bet they could have had some good stuff i mean cream corn maybe not maybe not the best choice to put in a pop tart but you know they could have had some other good good savory ones good breakfast pop tarts all right well Um, before you get into your news can we dive in because i am hungry yeah, it's hard. I'm smelling these cooked ones as as we're sitting here. So yeah, where where do you want to start, Brad? I think we got to start with the original, right? We got to start with the original. Sure. So okay, the original unfrosted strawberry, and yep. Um, I I I actually brought my toaster oven over to my recording location to make sure it's warm when I when I dedication. Yeah, but you know from the outside it honestly doesn't look that appealing without the frosting no it looks boring it looks old school it looks like it's not going to be good it almost and there was actually a fad during or or kind of a trend during the beginning of quarantine during this period where people were actually making homemade pop-tarts and yeah this very much looks like a homemade pop-tart yeah, no, I I'm uh, interested. To, I I think we'll we'll probably jump to the um, the frosted strawberry after this, just so we can closely compare. But yeah, so we have the regular, and then we'll have the toasted version of it. And then I'm actually throwing in uh, this is early stage, but I'm I'm throwing in an, a uh, an addition to this for myself at least. And the one fourth of this pop tart is also. Uh, I put a little bit of salted butter on top of it, oh. which I have read and, and researched. And so I want to try, well, I know we're jumping right into this, but I want to try this and see how it is. I am told that 
people do this and it's supposed to feel like a a genuine like butter filled pastry then mm, so interesting. i'm intrigued soften it up it maybe yeah yeah i think so well okay so, so my initial reaction from the strawberry the uncooked or the untoasted felt uncooked yeah this is like chalk yeah but then by toasting it it like changes it enough to actually taste okay I don't love it but it's better yeah so I would give the unfrosted maybe a 2 out of 10 the toasted version maybe a three or four out of ten still not great um and i'm about to try the butter how how would you rate them yeah i i would i would say two untoasted i would go up to about a five on a toasted i i could eat a toasted you know it you look pleased with the buttered yeah <laughs> i mean i uh i i didn't expect this but it, it takes it up a couple points. I mean, not great, but I also don't think that this is super exciting flavor or super exciting uh, without the frosting anyway. Yeah. But it's, this takes this uh, toasted four to a, uh, with butter, maybe to a six out of 10. It kind of feels, I mean, it feels worse for you, but it also feels kind of good. Hmm. Which side did you put it on? Did you put it on the top side, the top side, or the underside? Yeah, I put it on the top. Okay, so like top where side. the frosting would so it would melt go. in through the holes. Hmm. Gotcha. Yep. Gotcha. All right. Well, I'm now toasting my strawberry with frosting. So if you want to jump into your yeah news, so there is. I mean, you you kind of already led into this there's like no news on pop tarts right now but weirdly enough this might be the first time ever that there is news that is not being talked about and i stumbled upon this and i was like this should be talked about around right now because it was kind of unique um and i found this in my research but apparently and again this isn't come from an article this comes from the quest for 100 we're breaking the news right now oh boy um so Funko Games, so they're the ones that make the like, little pop figurines and all that. They're actually coming out with a Kellogg's Pop-Tart card game. And the, um, the game, like, it, has, it looks like a Pop-Tart box. So it has, you know, the, like that. It looks, it looks like an old school Pop-Tart box. Anyway, the... Um, the game box is lined with foil, similar to a pop tart, and the uh, the game. So I'll read what the what it's actually, you know, what you're supposed to be doing with it. So a par- it says a parade of pop tarts line up between the freezer and the toaster, and it's up to you to snag the ones you want. Play action cards, create delicious combos, and move cards to get your favorite pop tarts into prime chomping position. The first player to quote unquote eat the most points wins so i can't vouch to say this game is good or not because it's not out yet it will come out on august 7th and amazon right now is doing pre-orders 
huh. um, as are a couple other sites. So this, this is like legitimately happening very soon. And I did not find, even once I found it, like stumbled upon it, nobody has written anything about it. Not even Kellogg's has. So I thought it was interesting that, um, I mean, it's not like a big story, but it is, you know, in Pop-Tart world, it's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, have you have you tried the strawberry with frosting yet? I'm about to dig in right now. Okay. Well, I, I took my first bite with the untoasted and it's amazing how much the frosting adds to it like compared to the if if i gave the the first one with no frosting a two this is probably at least a six it's above the toasted with no frosting i'm a little surprised how much that frosting just adds to it I don't know if I'm surprised. Like, it's sugary goodness. I will say. So I just took a bite of the of the non the non sorry the frosted non toasted and then the frosted toasted. I did not expect to like the toasted of the frosted fruity ones. For some reason, in my head, I was like, no, that's I just. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't. Fr- I wouldn't toast them. But I would say, the, the, without toasting the frosted strawberry, it's probably a five. And I'm pretty. Gen- I think. I feel like I'm going to be generous in these ratings. But I'm going to give it a five, and then a maybe a six, maybe six and a half, seven when it's toasted. So it definitely adds a little bit to it. Yeah. Um. Hmm. They're very even to me. Really very light on the strawberry f- filling, to be honest. Like, it's kind of weird. Yeah, you don't yeah. even really... I don't know that I necessarily get, like, a frosting taste to it. Right? Like, there's a little bit more sugar, but... Yeah. It's very little strawberry in there. I think I... F- I will... I, I will... Oh, go ahead. I tasted more strawberry in the first one without the without the frost yeah i think you're right with that i will also i'll say when i took my first bite of the of the strawberry with frosting i had the urge to take another bite so it was kind of like you know i didn't have that with the first non-frosted one but the second one i was like oh yeah i'll take another bite but i i didn't because i want to save myself for all these other ones here but I had that urge to, unlike oh. the first one, which it was like put I put it down almost immediately because I was like, I don't want more of this. I'm not saving myself. I, I'm I'm fully prepared to stuff myself. Well, can't wait to get to the stats, Brian, where I can show you how many calories you're about to put in your body. <laughs> well, um, you know, I'm okay with that. Okay. It's only one, okay. right? So we're sure. only doing one of the pop tarts. All right. Yep. Well, let's uh, eventually get to stats, but let's drop some knowledge. As we normally do, I am the history guy. Justin's the stats guy. We always start with history. So you talked about Kellogg's and and them being the uh, producer of these pop tarts. This the story actually starts with post though, 
and in the 1960s, Post adapted its process for enclosing food in foil to keep it fresh without spoiling, and they actually first used this for dog food. And so it came up with this new toaster-prepared breakfast food, and it was intended to complement their cold cereals, and Post announced that this new product was going to hit the presses and, and hit consumers in the ni- 1963. And they actually did this before they hit the market with their product, which was a big mistake. And, and Post calls their toaster strudels country squares. Because Post actually revealed their country squares before they uh, were ready to hit the marketplace, Kellogg's, their biggest competitor, was able to develop its own version in six months. And the, the product was actually advertised by an animated toaster named Milton. And it became so popular that Kellogg could not actually keep up with demand during the early 1960s. So the way that Kellogg came up with their toaster strudel was food technologist Bill Post. He actually developed the concept and he needed a panel to test his product. And so he used his kids. And in their uh, trial period, they were actually referred to in-house as fruit scones. So not a very enticing name. Yeah, not good marketing there. No. Bill's kids actually loved the fruit scones so much that they would beg their dad daily to bring them home from work with him after they initially were the testers of the original. Uh, They decided to take a cue from the pop culture, you know, the the pop art phenomena that was happening uh, during the 1960s with Andy Warhol and that whole movement. And that's where this Pop-Tart name actually came from. And so in the ni- in 1963, uh, just you know, months after the Post launched their country squares, Pop-Tarts actually was released to just the city of Cleveland. And they were, that was the test market. And you know, they wanted to make sure that people would approve of their pastry. Uh, and they actually completed completely sold out of their 45,000 test cases of the four flavors. And so originally, as we talked about, the the Pop-Tarts were not frosted when they were first introduced, you know, uh, nationwide in 1964. It was later uh, determined that frosting could withstand the toaster and the first Frosted Pop Tarts were officially released in 1967. Originally, the Pop Tarts came in four different flavors strawberry, which we have, blueberry, which we have, brown sugar cinnamon, and uh, which we also have, and apple curtain, which we don't have. Yeah. And so. Pop-Tarts, you know, really are a United States thing. And it was kind of, it's kind of one of those products that the rest of the world doesn't understand why we even eat them. Uh, So Mm -hmm. they were finally introduced to the UK in the 1990s. 
and the most popular one uh they they really had kind of two different brands or or flavors they had a Chocotastic and a strawberry sensation that became available. So they kind of took different flavors than what we have traditionally here. Uh, one of the interesting facts that I found was that actually in, in 2001, the United States Army airdropped 2.4 million Pop Tarts in Af- Afghanistan after the initial attack for US troops. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, I don't know, when you think of food, heck, is it even wrapped in a silver-lined thing? Like, it just feels like uh, something that would be sent to space or to... Like an MRE? You know, troops sort of. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. Uh, um, so this does not shock me. Yep. In 2002, Kellogg introduced Snack Stick, a portable break-apart version that was intended for an after-school snack for children. Kellogg also, or uh, in 2005, released ice cream shop flavors. And so they had like a hot fudge sundae and a num- mm-hmm. number of other ice cream flavors. Uh, they also featured somehow 25% less sugar than the standard pop charts. But they only lasted until 2012. 2006, <laughs> Kellogg introduced a version of, of the product known as Go-Tarts, and these were thicker, uh, more narrow strips of, of pastry that were wrapped individually. But those were discontinued in 2008. Hmm. I don't think I've ever seen them. Yeah. I mean, they only lasted two, two years, so not long. Uh, we also have pop tart splits. Then those were produced from 2007 to 2012, and these actually featured two separate flavors in one pastry that was split down the middle. So you'd have maybe a chocolate vanilla or a strawberry blueberry. Pop tart mini crisps were introduced in 2011, and these were tiny bite-sized version of the the fruit um, with no fruit filling only the pastry and the frosting and they again discontinued so can't find them anymore Uh, in 2017 pop tarts introduced three new flavors based off of jolly rancher candies with uh green apple cherry and watermelon so cherry we have Uh, i actually just tried the cherry have you tried the cherry yet justin no i did I went blueberry next. Oh, sorry. Uh, so, <laughs> I went cherry. No, but I'll, I'll try the cherry as as you're talking. Yeah, I went the cherry, and I like cherries. And I would say I probably traditionally like the taste of cherry over strawberry, but I don't like the cherry pop tart. Either either toasted or untoasted. I'm not really getting much flavor from the cherry. I mean, I guess a little bit at the end there. But yeah, I'm with you on that. I don't think it's as good as the strawberry. Yeah. So an interesting fact why there are actually two in every wrapping. Even though the nutritional facts say they're 
um, serving sizes for one. This is a purely economic reason that they packaged two together. Uh, it obviously cut Kellogg's production costs in half when putting two Pop-Tarts into one package. So it has no other reason than production costs, which I was a little shocked at. I, th- I thought there would be a, a, a little bit more of a reason behind why they you know, started putting two into each packaging. Uh, thus, they just wanted to save money. So, that's all I got. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, I was, so I, I pulled up, I, I, when I was doing research for the stats yesterday, I pulled up this, uh, the Pop-Tarts page on Kellogg's. Uh, actually, just poptarts.com. You can kind of see, you know, all the flavors and whatnot, and I'll get into that in a second, but I was just caught off guard because literally yesterday it was something different and they updated what the limited time only offer is. What? Um, yeah. Yeah. Like I was doing this last night and now it's something totally different. So I'm like, I'm kind of baffled. They, they were, they have one limited time only, which was fruit loops, pop tart. Mm, yeah. Which I thought was interesting. But as of today, it has switched weirdly enough to red, white, and blueberry, which seems like it's kind of dated now. Like, I mean, I mean, it's still summertime, and you can kind of go with that. But now I'm on this chase to find the Fruit Loop one because I'm curious what uh, if they just stopped producing them, or if they're just trying to get them off the shelves for some reason. Honestly, anyway, honestly, the blueberry kind of tastes like Fruit Loops. Yeah. I'll try another bite of that one. A little bit. Yeah, I could see that if you're, if you're thinking about it. It's probably not much different in ingredients. Probably there's not, my guess is there's not a crazy amount different in um, all of them. Even some of these flavors, right? Yeah. Like they're just like a little tint of this and a little addition of that. Um, but yeah, so I'll get into some of the stats here. I will start by saying, that this was one of the most difficult, weirdly, one of the most difficult topics to find stats on. Kellogg's is very uh, closed-lipped on their their sharing of, of statistics, and there's not a lot of studies on Pop-Tarts, but I did find some, some interesting stuff. So last year, Pop-Tarts annual sales increased 11% to hit $845 million. Uh, according to a market research firm. So, I mean, it's 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 growing, which was a shock initially to me. Um, and 7.5, sorry, 75.9 million consumers eat Pop-Tarts as opposed to 28.4 million eating Pillsbury's toaster strudels. So there's about three times as many people that are eating Pop-Tarts as there are Pillsbury toaster strudels, um, according to Statistica. So one thing that I was flabbergasted with, you couldn't find this anywhere, I wanted to know exactly how many flavors have existed in the history of, you know, since they started, what was that, in the 60s, Brian? Yeah, 64. Um, yeah, so 64. So 
I was able, I did some, some research. I was able to find, including the current ones, about 90 known Pop-Tart flavors. And that includes a lot of the limited edition ones. It doesn't include the ones that aren't different styles. normal size yeah. Pop-Tart. Yeah. yeah, the different styles. But traditional Pop-Tarts, they're about 90. And there's currently 28. And I believe that's still 28, even though they swapped the uh, uh, Fruit Loops today for um, the red, white, and blueberry. But there was a, there was a, a survey on like what flavors people have tried. Uh, and it didn't include a lot of the newer ones, but some of the least tried flavors were guava mango. Hmm. In 2008, that came out. That was short-lived. Hello Kitty Meowberry uh, in 2006. I don't know and what that would in, taste like. I'm, I'm uh, a little. It's kind it's, of a little disturbing, to be honest. It's probably just berries mixed together, or berry flavoring mixed together. And then the other one was uh, two, and there's other ones, but the other lower one was uh, 2005 Frosted Lava Berry Explosion. Huh. And that one was to celebrate, commemorate episode three of Star Wars. So it had Darth Vader, or sorry, not, yeah, episode three. So in that, I believe it was episode three of Star Wars, which we talked about, there's that crazy lava fight scene uh lightsaber battle yeah we've talked about yeah and so that was to commemorate that uh moment um but all of those were under 10 percent of survey respondents had had tried those uh, but the most tried were brown sugar at 78 percent s'mores at 76 and blueberry at 69 so i was a little little shocked uh, by that because according to Kellogg's they have stated that the frosted strawberry followed by frosted brown sugar cinnamon are their most popular flavors so I was shocked that, that frosted strawberry didn't make it onto the most tried one but my guess is that for those that do try it it's probably the staple that they go back to so this is where I did my own research because I was uh, I was searching for some stats and, and they weren't giving it to me so I started to look into the uh, all 28 of the current flavors and how many calories and how many grams of sugar are in it. Oh, good. So can't wait. I looked at all of these, and the highest calories is actually the Pop Tarts unfrosted brown sugar cinnamon with 410 calories. Wait, there is a... That's, that's per... Oh, good. There is a unfrosted brown sugar version? There is, yes. And that is higher than the frosted brown sugar version? Correct. Yeah, so is you, are you reading 400 for the frosted? Um, yes. Oh, and they actually count both pastries. Yes, so they transition that. So you were correct, I believe, in, in that comment, but they've actually transitioned it to be a serving size, I believe, is two now. Yeah, interesting. So looking at it from that perspective, the frosted brown sugar 
yeah the brown sugar cinnamon is 400 calories that's the one that we have um so same thing on on any of these so i actually looked into this as well so the crust on unfrosted pop tarts is just a little bit thicker than on their frosted you know counterparts which results in a net gain of calories if you you know grab a seemingly healthier option so hmm. uh, but on the flip side as you'd guess there's no topping so while there's more calories there's actually less sugar so the while the most calories are in the unfrosted brown sugar cinnamon it actually has the least amount of sugar at 24 grams which compared to the brown sugar cinnamon which has the frosting on it they have 30 grams of sugar so it's six grams more per serving within um you know the the frosted versus non so if you're trying to eliminate sugars go with the unfrosted if you're trying to watch your calories you know maybe you go with the um the frosted but it's 10 calories so it's not a big deal i'd probably be more concerned about the sugar but the what i estimated as the healthiest of the current options and this is based off of a calculation of lowest calories to to sugar and the two most the healthiest ones are actually the unfrosted strawberry at 380 and 25 sugar and then same thing for the unfrosted blueberry um, in their numbers the worst one for you is the pop tarts chocolate fudge and that one has 400 calories which is high but then 38 grams of sugar so that that one is is pretty high also an, another one to be careful of is the cookies and cream there's 38 grams of sugar in that one so those sweet ones are really sweet so here's where i took it to the next level so two things so a toaster strudel which we'll get into this debate a toaster strudel which is often compared to and you know fails in comparison in, in terms of who's eating them but the calories for them is 350 and then the sugar is 19 so mm. i ran the the average numbers for all 28 flavors and there's so it runs at about 380 calories and 30 grams of sugar so it's about two-thirds of what the, the toaster strudels are about two-thirds sugar and a little bit less calories to a pop tart which then led me to another train of thought i really went down a rabbit hole here my first question before we even did this that i asked myself was like i wonder who still eats pop tarts why do they eat pop tarts i understand the ease of pop tarts but what is the point of eating them for breakfast like i don't understand like besides the ease what's going on with that and so i was curious myself to say well i wonder how much calories and sugar are in ice cream like why wouldn't this feels like pop tarts have a lot of sugar so i did a comparison analysis to some of ben and jerry's top flavors so i looked at fish food cherry garcia and chunky monkey and when you look at them a serving of the ice cream which is actually a pretty decent portion probably comparable in size to what you're eating in a serving here 
maybe maybe a little bit less. I don't know how you compare a more liquidy substance. But the average calories are 377, and the average sugar, which I was like, all right, this is going to be a lot, is 31 grams. So basically, it's the same thing. If you were to eat a Pop-Tart for breakfast or serving of, of Ben and Jerry's ice cream, it's just as healthy for you. Uh, so, I mean, don't say that. It's that's that. I mean, you're just looking at sugars, I, but you're not looking at any I, of the other any of the other ingredients. There are, yes, there are other factors, but when you look at quick health, quick healthy eating, I know I as someone who has been trying to cut sugars out of my diet for the last six, or actually, I guess eight months now we're almost in august sugars are one of the, the quickest thing to cut back on on just like bad food for you which both of these are bad for you don't get me wrong but i do think that they are comparable in many ways and mm, yeah, i just i don't, I just I don't, don't think i i think these things that you've been trained to think you could eat for breakfast are much more unhealthy and you should probably not not that you are but I feel like people shouldn't be eating them if they think that there's any nutritional value to eating a pop tart. There really is not. Is what I'm getting at. I uh, yeah. So yeah, I I wouldn't. I would hope people would not think that pastries are good for you. True. Well, that's what I'm saying. If you're gonna if you're gonna eat something, why not go ice cream? <laughs> I mean, I mean. Why not? I mean, I, I wouldn't because I'm not going to eat that much sugar for breakfast. But if you want sugar for breakfast, you're, you're, getting, you're getting the same thing here or in, in a serving of ice cream. Yeah, but there's at least like wheat flour and some of those other, granted they're processed, but some of those. But is wheat flour good for you? Is gluten good for you? I don't know. I don't know. I I'm, mean, just, I'm just throwing I it mean, out compared into the, to Compared to I- ice cream, yes. B- compared to chocolate, yes. It's probably better. Than There's chocolate in some of these. Well, I mean, not all of not all of them. Have you tried the True. chocolate one yet? By the way. No, I'm so I still have two left. I have the brown sugar and I have the the uh, pretzel one. Man, you talked for a uh, long time. I finished them all. I know. I'm sorry, <laughs> but I was just really enamored by those calorie stats. I, I well. Uh, I'm surprised you didn't already kind of know the, along those lines, but I mean, I mean, I, ass- I assumed that's why I wanted to look into, it. I figured that there's a lot of sugar, but I was like, Oh no, there's definitely, there's definitely more. Sh-. I mean, that, that was honestly like ice cream is sugar. Right. And when I looked at these numbers and yeah, there are variations that go up and down, same for pop tarts, but I expected the sugar to be significantly higher in ice cream versus a pop tart, and it is not. It is almost the same on an average basis. Uh, at least of, of the handful of, of ones that I averaged out. One stat that I did think I saw when I was doing some of my research was that every single year, the amount of pop tarts that are consumed over their whatever this is, f- almost. 50 years of life has increased like every year hmm. that is, I mean if so that's interesting 
I wonder how, what causes that. They obviously haven't dropped off. They're still a profitable company and having growth every seemingly every year. So yeah, they're 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 doing well. But well, anyway, that's 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 all I have. I'm gonna stop talking so I can eat more. Okay, good because uh, we we've got some friendship tests that rely on you finishing everything. We just become best friends. Yep. All right, Justin. So we talked about it, and, and you have the toaster strudel. I don't know that. Is Country Squares even around anymore? I, I, I guess I should probably look that up. Uh, are there any other options that you... Uh, uh, toaster strudel, you know, those type of pastries that you like? What's what's your favorite? Um, yeah, so honestly, my favorite... And I we're not tasting it right now. Um, so it's hard to compare A to B, but I was more of a toaster strudel guy. Um, they're, they feel, they're definitely airier. That's probably why there's less calories and less sugar, but they feel kind of like a real or closer to a real pastry. You, You heat it up, but the icing on toaster strudels are some of the, it's one of the my memory, I can almost taste it right now, and I haven't had it in 10 or 15 years. But it is significantly, it makes the entire thing. I would put that icing on anything. It is so good. And because of the icing on that in particular, it comes in those little packets that you drizzle on top. I'm going toaster strudel over a Pop-Tart. I think Pop-Tarts are fine, but toaster strudels, I mean, they're not much better, but they're they're better because of the icing. Hmm. Yeah, uh, I I almost put them in like two different categories. Like I know they're kind of they're supposed to be the same thing, but like I almost put Pop Tart into like a cookie category. Yeah, I could agree to that. Like it's hard. It's it's yes, it's supposed to be a pastry, but it's not soft. Even when you heat it up, it's not soft, and so it's almost like. Uh, I don't even expect it to be a pastry like a toaster strudel. So, but I I would actually technically prefer a Pop-Tart just because the ease of, you know, eating it, ease of heating it up, it's all self-contained, all of that type of stuff. So I I would lean more towards the Pop-Tart side of things. Okay. Well, I have just finished my final Pop-Tart. Well, finished taking a bite of it. What is your favorite Pop-Tart flavor, Brian? Is it one of these six or is it something else? Yeah, so so I'm the brown sugar, uh, cinnamon brown sugar guy. That's what I grew up on. I don't know, honestly, if I've ever tried any of these other flavors just because I liked the brown sugar so much to me it was never like oh yeah let's try to make this seem healthy when i need to eat this you know for a breakfast or a snack whatever it and that's what the fruity flavors are trying to do so i I would just i just went straight for the cinnamon brown sugar how about you um 
this was really tough. I was really trying to go back. This was helpful to kind of eat these. Um, real quick take on those last two I had. Brown sugar, I, it's been a long time since I've had it. It exceeded my expectations, but still not great. Um, this was fine. The pretzel one, I had really high expectations for, and it was fell flat for me. I will say that the toasting of that probably had the biggest variation to me. I mean, it probably was a maybe a one or a two without the toasting, and maybe a four or five with the toasting. Really? Still not, wow. Not great. Wow. Um, down which by makes me second. <laughs> God. Down by the unfrosted version. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I, I which was really shocking to me. But I, and I think one of the things that was interesting is so I as I took a bite of the, the pretzel one, I recognized that taste, and I'm pretty sure that that taste is just generic chocolate, and I know that I've had that in pop tarts before. And my initial take was to say before we even got into this that maybe my favorite was s'mores was one that uh i remember having and and liking to to some extent yeah uh i think i've tried the chocolate chip or the chocolate chip cookie dough i forget which one and i remember kind of liking that but after eating this pretzel one i would say by far the best one has to be just the strawberry with icing hmm. um and still not spectacular um and I've learned, you know, it, it was much better toasted than, than I thought it would be. But, um, but yeah, I think I'm just going classic. I, I'm, I, I'm hesitant to choose one of those chocolatey ones because I don't, if it tastes anything like that pretzel one, I, I don't think I want that. Yeah, I was underwhelmed by the pretzel as well. I was expecting more of a salty taste to it. Yeah, there's nothing to it. Yeah, and, and almost the, so it's got some it nice. It tasted like a chocolate pop tart yeah it's got some nice um drizzle looking things on top of it that's like an extra icing that um it, it was almost like a hint rather than like an anything overpowering but it just was like i, I don't know eh meh yeah I'm just disappointed like they could have done more with it yeah. They fell. Yeah. They did have an option that was the pretzel version that was the brown sugar or cinnamon brown sugar. But I felt mm. like I needed to change it up and get the chocolate and give us a chocolate option too. So No, I'm glad I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did. All right. So frozen, toasted, or or raw, obviously we gotta do some research still on the frozen because I mean, I never even knew that that was an option. Apparently, people also stack them to get the different flavors together, too. Like, you could even throw oh. that in there. Okay. Well, I, I can't remember ever doing stacking. Though Maybe I did when I was younger. I think I've determined today that raw is almost always worse. Like, every single one of these bites was worse when it was raw. So I think I'm going to go with toast, but with the caveat that I actually, I don't remember if I mentioned this, but I actually did freeze Pop-Tarts when I was younger. 
And I remember like when you were talking about, you know, it being warm or whatever, I remember eating chilled or cold Pop-Tarts. Oh. And so a, a part of me wants to say frozen, but I'm going to go with, with, um, with the toasted just because I, I enjoyed some of these toasted. I thought it was, it was done well. Yeah. I, I'm toasted by far and away. I, I actually was expecting more out of the raw thinking that it might have been a little bit closer, but toasted is just the better way to go. It, it, it again, just it, to me, it really does feel raw. Like the, it's almost like they undercook it just slightly so that you kind of do need to heat it up a little bit. Yep. Yeah. They heated it up very well. I was, um, I guess you could burn them and all that, but like I was pleasantly surprised with how well they heated oh. it, those little, uh, holes in the pop tarts they allow for like steam to come out and it's just it's they've mastered the uh style of cooking it i guess yeah so what what is your uh what is your favorite part of the pop tart is it the crust the frosting or the middle um i would say the middle to be honest i hmm. i i think I know that the the frosting adds to the uh, overall experience, but if you were to say that there was no middle and you have the frosting, I would I would definitely not eat them. If you were to say that there was the middle but not frosting for like the cinnamon, cinnamon brown sugar, I might still eat it. You know, I, I, I will, I will give you this one, Brian. You've convinced me. Uh, yes. Mentally, mentally, my my gut said the frosting, right? Like the frosting makes it better. Right? We tried this one without it. It's blah. You eat it with the frosting. It's it's better. But I don't think I would eat the pastry with the or the the crust or whatever with the frosting. Like to me, that doesn't sound good. Whereas I can get by with just eating the middle of it. Um, so by that logic, I guess it's the middle, even though it feels weird to say. Right. But Because I think the frosting makes it, but I also think that you have to say that the best part is then the middle. Right. That, which is interesting. I didn't yeah. expect to say that. The middle, the middle can gain two points. The frosting can gain one. Got to be the middle. Mm, there it is. Yeah. Uh, so when you traditionally eat, do you eat one or both Pop-Tarts? Uh, well, it's been a while, but I want to say that the last time I was eating them, I probably ate both because I was like young and invincible and all that. If I was eating them today, I would just eat one. It's just a, I don't know. It's kind of like you said, I, I didn't look at them this way, but it's kind of like a cookie. And it's a big cookie and it's full of sugar like a cookie so you know i think one is is sufficient also i'm not a big fan of flavors overall so i don't want to like in overindulge um uh, but yeah what about you i i just the the problem is like what do you do with the rest of it right true and so i mean i would typically eat both of them 
I will, you know, now that I have boxes and boxes of Pop-Tarts, I'll probably eat both of them when I open up a, a package. So, um, that's fair. Yeah, I, I got to go with that. Okay. Well, I know the answer to this one, but uh, for for me at least, and I think I know yours because you haven't tried it. But do, do you have you ever heard about this butter on the pop tarts? Is this new to you? I, I had never heard it. Yeah, um, you know when you kind of threw that wrinkle in there, um, I I really had never heard of it. So I I honestly don't know that I will try it because they are already so rich. <laughs> that I don't know that I need more richness in the in the pastry. Yeah. Uh but fair. I will say that if you if you don't put if you don't have the frosting on there, that would be a nice way to get a little bit of something else in there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I think I, I don't think I would put it on any of them with frosting. But if there wasn't frosting, if like, you know, somebody is like, hey, this is all you got to eat today. It's just pop tarts, and mo. Oh, by the way, we have butter. Like I'm going to put butter on it. Like I, that improved it pretty significantly in, in difference. Like I just I didn't really like it without anything, and then adding the butter did add. Now anything with butter tastes better. Um, so there's always that. But I actually, in my research, this is why I put it in there. I'd never heard of that, and I found myself in this little thread of people that were talking about that they enjoyed doing it and then i found a, a video and it's from family guy and so uh there's a, a moment in family guy where peter and quagmire sing a song in front of like on a stage in front of like hundreds of people and it's i don't know the name of the song but the the, the chorus of it ha is have you ever put butter on a pop tart it's so freaking good and then they sing about this Pop-Tart putting butter on a pot. It's like a whole bit that they're doing. Huh. So if you're curious, go listen to it. It's kind of funny. But then I was like, I haven't put butter on a Pop-Tart. I feel like I need to try it. And while I wouldn't say that it's so freaking good, I think it's it's all right. It's better. It's approved. Yeah, it's better. It's better. Yeah. Justin has put his stamp on it. Yeah. Or at least half of it. All right. Well, yeah. um, I'm getting full. I feel like that all that sugar is hitting me right now. <laughs> so I think it's time for some delusional thinking. You really are crazy. All right, Justin. So we've got our pastry and we've got some frosting on it. We've got some jelly filling or some type of filling if it's chocolate or or the cinnamon brown sugar now you're gonna live in a world where you have to cover all of your food in frosting or you have to fill it all with a jelly substance of your choice which do you pick okay so a couple clarifying questions do you get to choose the flavor of the frosting? Like for every single thing you like, eat? Like if I'm eating X, can I choose which one I want to put on it? And then when I go to eat Y, can I choose what I want to put on it? Or is it I'm getting vanilla icing 
it it must be it must be a current pop tart topping or jelly filling but you can you can change it up so like you can't say oh. yeah my frosting is going to be a butter frosting or a like a more savory frosting sure. it has to be yeah. a a frosting or jelly that is currently offered by Pop-Tarts. Now, to clarify that piece, is it literally the ingredients that are used for Pop-Tart frosting? Or is it just, oh, they put this vanilla frosting on it, so therefore you get a variation of vanilla frost. Vanilla frosting, yeah. You don't have okay. to you don't have to and, specifically take the And same thing with the filling then, right? Like the filling can just be a a jelly or jam similar to that of what is in a Pop Tart. Correct. Okay. These are all really important questions because it, it's helping me frame where I'm going with this. So my, and I may change my mind. I reserve the right to change my mind. But I'm As you normally out. do. As you normally do. <laughs> I like to hear all the facts, Brian. Um, so my initial take is frosting. But as wow. I was thinking about this. Okay. Yeah. So as I think about this, I'm putting, putting frosting on, like there's some spectacular frostings out there. Like you can get some stuff and really, you know, add a cool, like a good flavor to it. Probably more isolated frosting, I think by itself or just jelly or jam by itself. I think I'm going to just eat the frosting. Like, heck, I'll, I'll scoop a little bit off the top of a cake versus like getting a little bit of jelly. Mm, I, I forgot Not, you're a big frosting guy from our cake episode, right? I do. Yeah. So this is where my initial take took me. But the challenge is that and while both of these are not ideal, frosting really struggles to go, if you're going with like a traditional sweet frosting, it struggles to match with a savory item. And every, if every food has it on it, most of the food I eat is savory. So it's got to match well with it. And I don't think a, vanilla frosting or a cherry frosting or whatever would go well with a lot of items. But on the flip side, I have actually had savory items that have a jam or a jelly on them. I've had burgers that have like that little, little bit of, you know, fruitiness to it. And it actually is pretty good. And while it will be terrible on something still, I may limit those things out and just say, all right, you know, I can have these couple things that it does work well with. So my gut after talking it out is to go with the jam or jelly um, variations. So where, where do you find yourself, Brian? Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm glad you came to this side without me even needing <laughs> to persuade you because sure, as we talked about earlier, and, and maybe this did sway you, the best part of the Pop-Tarts are the fillings and, and they are the key factor here. The mm -hmm. frosting is really making it a dessert or making it a, there's no option 
for a a savory apple or a you know anything like that where it the filling yes it's going to be sweet but the other flavor behind it the other profile behind it is is going to be a fruit flavor you could pick the chocolate um you know you you could pick any of the fruit flavors uh you could pick the brown sugar cinnamon those can complement more foods than say just your your frosting that is pretty much pure sugar yeah yeah i i'm i mean i'm with you man i think that's the the you can eat more foods that way but i still i still will stand by my statement that isolated frosting is better than jelly but when you're combining with other things frosting really only works with sweet things whereas that you know to our points you can have more of that filling for of jelly with savory things or more savory things now would, what if you were to be able to caramelize like candied bacon oh candied bacon or like candied anything really I mean, like it's a little bit you know that yeah. that sugary can, a, I mean that candied fine, steak candied steak I would eat all of that I would try it at least it'd probably be gross but like a sweetened something is fine but like an icing like I'm picturing uh, right or wrong like I'm picturing like a Costco cake icing or like a, like a really good just well, technically, icing. technically, candied items are a a you know light frosting. I'm just playing devil's advocate yeah, at this I point. Get, I know, but, yeah, I know, I know. And I, I'm trying I to flip you the other way, I, flip you to be wrong I, again. You're trying to get me against you. No, I, mean, I mean, I think I'm sticking to it. I, yeah, the downside would be that. You know, like a steak. If you wanted a steak or like a chicken, right? A nice breast of chicken that then all of a sudden you hit some fruity flavor inside. Not horrible, but that kind of limits what you can put with it. Like a buffalo wing, for instance. Buffalo wing filled with a little bit of, I don't know what flavor you'd choose, but maybe apple might be the closest thing that that would be you know, anywhere yeah. decent. I don't know. Yeah. Well, the other thing that, that I just was thinking about is that would make this question more challenging for me is if you by choosing the one option, you can never have the other option again. Mm. Like by choosing the jam, I can't have frosting ever again. That makes me stop and think because I really do love frosting on sweet things. And now to have like a chocolate cake with no frosting, like, oh, like that's why, what's the point? Hmm. So I think I'd still stick in this category, but, but it would make it much more challenging decision because I could live life without jelly and be okay. Yep. But it's hard to live life without frosting. Yep. So what a weird, what a weird situation it was. But, um, well, we're going to agree. No agree to disagree today. We are agreeing. Yeah. We are sticking in the jelly camp. It, uh, it has to happen. Yeah. It has to happen. Like, I don't know. 
there's percentages behind it that that it will happen. We're too alike too. Can we agree? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh if I had to guess, I think we agree 40%. That's what I was going to say. 40% of the time, which probably because yeah. we agreed on that probably pushes it up to like 42. 41 or 42%. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're at uh, we're at episode 88, so, you know, that's just sure. another version of us agreeing there. So, you know, maybe a percent or two. Yeah. Up. How many how many prop tarts do you have left? Uh, well, I haven't... I've only taken bites out of most of these. Uh, I probably have two full, maybe oh, okay. one and you're a not, half. Yeah, you're not that far behind left. me. Left. I was going to say, I, I have about... Uh, I have about one, I would say. One and yeah. maybe a fourth. I still have to eat dinner, Brian, so I'm trying not to spoil it uh, yeah. with with some sugar to the equal level of ice cream. Have your dessert no. first. Have your, no. I think that I think doesn't no your wife like abide by that? Doesn't Alyssa abide by that? She, she will. Dessert she first. will eat dessert whenever. Yep. And she doesn't. She actually admitted to it recently that now she just does it to spite me mm. because I am a hard and fast rule of yeah. Oh yeah. I you forget. cannot eat dessert before dinner, but I always eat dessert after dinner. Like that's almost always happens, but I won't eat it out of order. I don't like eating food out of order. So like, but now she, but she, she knows that I don't like that. And so she will, she'll like eat a, a little bit of candy before dinner. I'm like, what are you doing? You're going to spoil your dinner. And she just smiles because she knows I hate it. Yeah. Yeah, well, and you just ate breakfast food after breakfast, so you yeah, breakfast sugar out 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 of your element right now. I am, I am. Well, I'll bring this baby to a close. Uh, if yeah, you, the music been if playing you are for new. a while. Oh, it has. Oh, great! I can't even. Know. I, I don't know. We're just gonna talk it out. How's your day, Ryan? Um, no, if you. Uh, if you're if you are new and you haven't done so uh thanks for listening but uh make sure you, you throw us a subscribe hopefully you enjoyed this podcast we'll have more coming at you we got at least 12 more coming with interesting topics on the way um and uh if you'd like give us a little bit of a follow or some love on on twitter at the quest for 100 or on facebook and instagram at quest for 100 podcast yeah and justin i gotta call you out I just looked back at our Instagram page, and the last time we oh, posted, it's bad. I know. I'm. I'm. I've you like got caught up in this. You haven't posted since we've been in quarantine. I know. I know. And I. I was going. My original plan was to to package them up into like a baby quarantine post, and now our quarantine episodes are so so much that. Uh, yeah, I've, I've really fallen behind. I'm. I'm going to make a post at some point. And then, and then I'll the last ten. I'm gonna be, I'll be there. Yeah. So please, please follow us on Instagram, just just despite Justin's lack of posting. Uh, <laughs> if you follow me on Instagram, I'm gonna be more encouraged to start posting more. But uh, most of our followers are on Facebook. So we got 25 Brian's followers. Up to date on there. We got 25 followers on, That's on true. Instagram. That's we've gotten some love from our posts there too. It's just, yeah. I put I put a lot of pressure on those posts. Too much that it it, it pulls me back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One day Justin will catch up. It it'll probably be a yep. hundred days after our a hundredth post, but he'll yep. get there someday. All right, 
Well, Someday. until next time on the Quest for 100. <laughs> <laughs>